welcome back to another episode of the Tuesday Chinwag with Tufty and... Oh, Woody, yes, that's me. <laughs> Hello, we're back, coming at you with a brand new track. We've managed it, we've got through the pilot episode. Budget has been extended for multiple episodes and, yeah, we haven't been censored. Here we are, ladies and gentlemen, buckle your seatbelts. That was such a long intro. Um, we want to say thank you as well to all the really encouraging emails we've had from people saying it's made their day, maybe not that far, but like it's put a smile on their face, which is really lovely to hear. So thank you for that, because we weren't really sure what we were talking about. So it's good to know it helps some people. Mm, certainly. Glad to know that we are reaching out and, yeah, as it sounds as it, helping some people. Yeah. How much we're helping them is up to debate. So. <laughs> Um, so we've been told to keep it a little bit shorter. I mean, maybe we should ask the people what they want. You know, Ross suggested 10 to 15 minutes, but, you mm. know, there's an error in there, so that's 15 to 18, it's roughly the same. Yeah, you know. okay, we'll see what we get through. Um, so we thought we'd start off by talking about what we've done this week. Adam has a really something exciting to share with us about what he did this week. Oh, I mean, you've kind of set up there. <laughs> I've been in the basement, Susanna, which is probably not the most exciting thing, but anyone who was at the um, the members' meeting inevitably saw the amount of metal work going on down there. And it's rather intimidating when you go into the basement because you have to kind of slide your way through all the different poles and then you accidentally knock a pole and you think, oh no, is the entire thing <laughs> going to come crashing down? Was I praying last week, Lord Jesus, come? Am I about to meet him? Is, that, <laughs> is this how he's going to answer the prayer? But um, no, I've survived, I'm here. Hopefully I still survive in between recording this podcast and releasing. If anyone's curious, we record these on the Friday for the Tuesday release. Yeah. How about yourself, Susanna? What's going on? Um, so I had a really nice walk in the rain, actually, on Saturday. I know I said last week that I complained about the weather, and I still found myself doing that. Because, again, yesterday, with the training course, it was really sunny all day, and it was a bit sad. Um, but actually, I put my wellies on on Saturday, and I went out for the walk, and it actually made it super fun. And... Even though it tipped it down towards the end of the walk, um, I really liked seeing this little family. There were these little kids in the pouring rain, rolling down the hill above... Um, the park. Oh, but Victoria Park. That's the one. There yeah. So they're walking down that hill, and these little kids are rolling around in the rain, and like it was just a really nice family... Family goals. <laughs> family goals. Family goals, there we go. Yeah, so it made me happy, actually. It was a reminder to not, again, complain about the rain, because the rain is actually fun. Mm. Yeah, MTC was interesting. We had an entire day with Ed Mole, spent the morning looking at Matthew. Uh, yeah, that was insightful. He picked up a lot on the use of dreams in Matthew, which resonated with both of us because we've had some, some fun dreams this week. <laughs> like, my one, I can't remember which day it was, but I, I, and I, was some, I was married. I don't even know who I was married to, but it wasn't going well. It was day two. I'm pretty sure I'd, I'd lost my wife and I, I couldn't find her. And I woke up and thankfully it was all a dream, which... I was grateful for because that was stressful. Like, how long does it take you to realise that it's a dream? Like, do you instantly wake up or do you kind of have to, like, process where you are? I probably have, like, a 10-second ordeal on yeah. my nose with the consequences. <laughs> Who do I need to send an apology note to? But then I realised, phew. I find dreams so strange. Like, that you, yeah, like, what's going on in your brain? If, you know, if there's a meaning attached to it, is it just your subconscious going wild? What actually is the... The takeaway from a dream because I had a dream I think it was Wednesday night after the members meeting and I thought I had to host a zoom meeting for church like I kept having loads of meetings I had to host and I was really stressed about it and I was waking up like I don't know three four five in the morning wondering like 
<laughs> when this Zoom meeting was happening and if I was ready and like I was really thankful to wake up and realise there were no no Zoom meetings for me to host. Mm. Yeah, it, it's always stressful waking up in the morning, especially when you wake up and it's it's dark and you don't know, is it 6.55 and the alarm's about to go off or is it 3am and I've got four more hours till 7 o'clock and I, I, I had one of those ordeals this week and thankfully it was the 3am incident, I went back to bed, I still woke up feeling dreadful. I've had to go through this phase of using the bread maker to incentivise a reason to get incentivize? out. Incentivise? Is that a word? Might be a word. It's got the right letters in there. It sounds clever, so... I know, I didn't do an English level, <laughs> so I can't tell. Incentive. To provide an incentive, there yeah, we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All parties Maybe it, it, it might be wrong. Anyway, I actually used the bread maker as an incentive to get out of bed. Hot, fresh bread, wonderful. Mm. But the, drought, or the downside to that is... I use chocolate spread on my bread, and I realised in the past five days I've gone through nearly an entire jar of chocolate <laughs> spread. This is a random aside, but like, what do you normally have for lunch? Um, generally leftovers. Mm. I, I, I really ask. struggle to. I just have bagels because I've recently rediscovered bagels, and that's all that I can think to eat. And then when I run out of bagels, I just lose all idea of what I can eat for lunch. <laughs> I just think bagels are amazing. There was a no like, relevance to that whatsoever. I just, you said bread and I thought of bagels and I just thought, well, I need lunch ideas. We, we, we will see if that makes it into the final cup. So we've come to that section of the podcast where Susanna and I share our thoughts of the day, although in this case it's more like thoughts of the week. And uh, I am once again going to use our experience from our seminar with Clover on Tuesday because we're going through a book called Gospel Fluency by Jeff van der Stelt. And this is proving to just to be such a, a really good book and really causing me to think about issues in a way which for the past four years of being a Christian I've not actually properly contemplated and um, this week we were looking at the issue of fruit in our lives and tracing that fruit down to what are our beliefs about God which are dictating the fruit in our life and Jeff draws is really interesting he has two trees on one tree you've got the bad fruit on one tree you've got the good fruit and as you go down through the trunk of the tree you ex- ask questions to explore what you're thinking about yourself and um what you're thinking about God and believing about God and ultimately what your core beliefs are about God. And as you go down from the bad fruit, you really expose where your beliefs about God are wrong. And then he leads into the second tree where you work your way up through the trunk of the tree to the good fruit, asking questions and stating beliefs about God which are actually true and which are based on the gospel. And it really challenged me because I found in the past I've always kind of just looked at that diagram and gone, oh, I'd rather go from the bad fruit to the good fruit without having to worry about the actual, what are my beliefs about God? Where am I wrong? Where do I need to be corrected by the gospel? So it was, yeah, challenging but good to experience those questions and to realise that if we want to see true change in our life, it needs to be rooted on the gospel. It needs to come from the heart. It needs to be a changing of the heart rather than just changing the fruit. Quite literally, washing the outside... (laughs) and not worrying about the inside. Because mm. like a lot of us, I think, will try and change the behaviour, or you'll be like, oh, I need to stop lying in the situation, or I need mm. to stop shouting or getting angry when I'm driving or whatever. Um, but then when you approach it as sort of just modifying your behaviour, um, either you'll, you'll improve and you'll become self-righteous, or it'll probably, you'll most likely fail again, and then you'll be filled with shame and guilt and self-loathing, and why do I keep failing at improving this? Um, so yeah, it was also really helpful. And it's, an, it's part of the Real Change course too. Some of you may have um, come across this model in that course, but um, definitely worth looking into, I think. It's like really changed the way that 
I think we both view sin and change. Mm. It has had a big impact on the way I think. Yeah, about I think it's just fundamental that we don't often. It's kind of crazy that you get. I mean, we're still pretty young, but to get to a certain point and not haven't actually thought about it before, when that is like becoming more like Christ and changing is actually like the whole the whole part of being a Christian. Mm. Yeah, and I used to almost wrestle with, oh, if I've not got these issues under my belt and I've thought about them already, then clearly there's something wrong with me. And I was almost scared to bring it to God and actually start thinking about these things. But mm. I mean, God is so wonderful and gracious that, you know, we can come to me like, oh, I've really not been doing this the right way, but mm. please change me, Lord. Yeah. Conform me to the image of your son. Yeah. How about yourself, Susanna? Mm. What's um, on your mind? So also, we were speaking with Clover about the need to lament bad things that happen because I think there is a tendency maybe in some when we try and encourage someone or approach a problem where we try and find the silver lining which is again not a bad thing to be positive and to be grateful for what we have but like for example with uh Clover's gave example of like cancer if you've got terminal cancer oh well at least it hasn't spread to this part of the body or at least that hasn't happened but actually we should lament suffering and the consequences of sin and like you think about Jesus with Lazarus it always struck me that even though he was about to raise him from the dead and he had the power to do that when he arrived he like wept beforehand um when you think he'd rock up and be like oh don't worry guys it's fine like I'm gonna sort this out uh, Jesus is here <laughs> exactly like he could have said that um but he was mourning not only for Lazarus but I think more generally for the consequences of sin and uh, death that it brings about and so I think in the light of that particularly with Covid I think we should it's right that we mourn the consequences and um, being separated and the impact that it's had on um, the church and people around the world Um, but that being said we shouldn't become I think, cynical about the power of the gospel and the power that God has and the hope that we have. And um, I'm going to recommend this later, but I think I was listening to a new um, worship Christmas album um, that made me think about this more in the sense of with Christmas, we want to actually offer people this year something fundamental. And I think people might be more open to, like... um, looking for something deeper in Christmas rather than just all the materialism and the escapism of it because it won't be the same. And so, yeah, I'll talk about that. It's kind of a segue, I guess, into talking about that. Yes. (laughs) Should I talk about it now? Because it is literally relevant to my point. Pains me to ask you about your interest because it is Christmas related. But <laughs> it you, is. You've used that loophole of it being worship. No, so, okay, know, honestly, honestly, guys, hear me out. Like, it's not... I think there are a couple carols on it, but most of it is original music and it doesn't feel like a Christmas song because what I love about each song is it is the whole gospel, which I think is really important in Christmas songs. So the album is called Heaven Has Come by Sovereign Grace and it came out um, a couple months ago, so it is fairly new. Um, There's one called I really love called um, Glory in the Darkest Place. The opening is says, Out of the depths of silent night, Emmanuel, come hear our cry. Our grief is strong, our burdens great, the night is long and hope is faint. You came to set the captives free, a morning star of joy and peace. Why does this darkness feel so deep? Why can't our weary spirits see? And then the final verse um, says, You came to make your blessings known and bear our curse of death alone. You came to share our suffering so in our sorrow we could sing. And I just think 
songs like that are so powerful and actually might resonate with a lot of people. And there's also a, a song that I really like called Oh Come All You Unfaithful, um, talking about all the people that God has come for and actually Jesus came for them. So yeah, that was a bit of a spiel. But I really recommend checking out um, that album. It's like really blessed me, yeah. Now, Susanna has shown me up here because I've not gone for the, <laughs> the Christian interest I want to recommend to you guys. Last week, I talked about uh, World War II books. This week, I want to go to the fiction side, especially some fantasy. Uh, I discovered in Waterstones back in March a, a fantasy series by a new author called John Gwynne. Uh, his first book, Malice and the, um, the Faithful and the Fallen series. Really, I, yeah, it was a fun little world, new fantasy world, never been there before. But, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Could recommend. It, it was clean as well. There were quite a few books I picked up and I was like, oh, this looks interesting. And then you do a parental check and it's like, ah, <laughs> this one needs to go back on the shelf. How do you do quick. a parental check? Ah, oh, you, you just search book parental check. There's a website called Rated Reads, which does a few books and uh, assesses them for various things. But um, some books you just have to Google search and hope you can find. Because like, I know how to do the parental guide for movies. Yeah, IMDB Parental Guide is amazing, but there's sadly yeah. no universal equivalent that I've found for books. So if you know of a good way of checking books for their content, please let me know. So once again, if you've made it to this part of the podcast, thank you very much. We're glad you could join us. Uh, yeah, we are enjoying doing these. Hopefully we can still come up with new ideas for each week. We will be having our first guest next week. Is that right, Susanna? I think, I think so. We think so. Is that a secret? We won't tell you. We won't tell you no. who it is in case they have to back out. We wouldn't yeah. want to shame them from the church <laughs> like that. But a new voice will be joining us and it should be a good one. Yeah, so thank you everyone for joining us. Um, it's really nice to know that people are listening. <laughs> um, mm, yes. And yeah, we're really excited, hopefully, to see you all soon when we can. Um, yeah, if church can meet in person again we hope that you'll come down because we're also going to start planning christmas stuff we've got some exciting things that we're hopefully going to do and it'd be nice to have people involved in those yes in fact we're actually the, once we finish recording this podcast we're going to break out the notepads and work mm. on the nativity which we are yeah. yet to come up with in terms so, of ideas lots of exciting things coming soon but until then something about hands hands space Oh, is it sp- oh, his face? Okay. Hands- Wait, did you say face last time? I don't know. Maybe. No, because someone can fact check us. I'm sure. Two meter distance. That would make sense. Yes. That's what it means. Ah. <laughs> yes. Hands- or if you want, you can say hands, hands face. Space. I don't know what that means. Susanna, we're trying to end the podcast. <laughs> so this is a post-edit Tofty pointing out that Adam was in fact correct. Um, the saying is hands face space um, face meaning wear a face mask. Um, for some reason my brain did not make that correlation so just wanted to confirm uh, making a public apology to Adam for ridiculing him okay remember <laughs> hands space look, look to, to Jesus. Jesus bye goodbye guys <laughs>